most people have a big challenge with justifying investing in themselves. Like we don't have a problem paying bills. We don't have a problem keeping food on the table. We don't have a problem donating to other people and other causes, right? Like we can justify spending money even on leisure. But when it comes to investing ourselves from a professional development standpoint, when it comes to investing ourselves on a personal development standpoint, when it comes to investing ourselves to close the gap in a knowledge base that we do or don't have, we have to work very hard to talk ourselves into that investment, which is wild to me. We don't recognize that there is a level of investment in ourselves that is required to get us up to par and qualified to execute on our assignment. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Per usual, I'm here to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is obedience, radical obedience. So I want today's episode to act as a cautionary tale for you. Many of us have assignments, unique assignments, like assignments that can only be executed and completed by us that we are not executing on, that we are not pursuing. And so I want to take a few minutes to explain to you guys three ways in which your unique assignment will apply pressure, because I think the reason part of the reason that so many people are living lives of disobedience is because no one's told them, forewarned them of the three things I'm about to share with you. No one shared with them what's truly required to live a life of radical obedience. Now, Many of you who have heard me before, you have heard me talk about radical obedience and it's this idea of living life only doing what you were uniquely called to do that utilizes your unique gifts and talents. And that can be a tall order for a lot of people because many of us then go to school for our assignment. Many of us have not been professionally trained in our assignment, right? And I've had the pleasure in the last several weeks of talking to some individuals who have applied for the plant protocol my plant-based coaching certification, and they really feel as if they're being called to do this work. They are being called to be an advocate in the plant-based nutrition space, specifically for a specific segment of the population, marginalized communities or some other specialized segment of the population. However, they're not fully showing up in this space, right? Even though they feel called to do this work, they've had an experience, they've had an epiphany, they've had a realization, And they know they should be moving in this this direction to do this work, but they are hesitating. And I imagine that a lot of you can relate to that. 
So I want to briefly share three ways that your unique assignment will apply pressure to you so that you cannot say you did not know, so that you will be forewarned of what to expect when you start veering down this path of radical obedience. Because when I became aware of my assignment, which is to extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet, there were some adjustments that needed to be made in order to do that. There are some adjustments that have to continuously be made to stay true to that. Right. So you can make the decision to move into the direction in which you're being called. But then there are more decisions that will need to be made in order for you to stay in your lane. So for those of you who are called to do certain work, for those of you who are called to serve a certain population, for those of you who have gifts that, you know, are lying dormant, that you are not utilizing. This episode is for you. I want to share with you three ways that your assignment will apply pressure to you so that you will not be blindsided when these feelings come up and when these things happen. So let's get into it. The first way that your unique assignment will apply pressure to you is via your identity. Your assignment on this planet will apply pressure to your identity. And what I mean by applying pressure to your identity, that means at some point you are going to get a divine download, an intuitive feeling to do something that doesn't align with how you've been professionally trained. And so when you're being pulled to do some type of work, to complete some type of project, to serve somebody or somebody's, it's going to apply pressure to your identity because you're going to start saying things like, I didn't go to school for this. My degrees and my certifications don't say I have mastery in this. I prefer to be behind the scenes, but your assignment requires you to be on the scene. So if you're one of those people who do not like to be seen, if you're one of those people who do not like to be heard, but your assignment demands that you are seen and heard, you can imagine what that's going to do to your identity when it's time to show up and activate on the assignment. Right. So my personal assignment of extending the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet requires me to become a public figure because the approach I'm taking to doing that is a whole food plant based approach, which is still considered an alternative approach to healing. And so if I want to use a whole food plant based lifestyle, for example, to help people of color combat chronic health challenges, then I need to become a public figure, which means it requires me to not just be you know, a public figure, but to be intentionally on the scene, meaning my face needs to be seen and my voice needs to be heard on a consistent basis. And maybe that's what your assignment is asking you to do, asking you to come from behind the scenes and get on the scene so that you can execute on the assignment. There are some assignments that cannot be done in the dark. There are some assignments that cannot be executed on behind the scenes. And so this is going to apply pressure to your personal identity because now you have to face your insecurities. Now you have to face if you are dealing with confidence issues, self-worth issues, if you whatever type of limiting beliefs, fears, insecurities that may be emerging. When you even think about your assignment, when you think about writing that book, when you think about writing that song, when you think about starting that company, when you think about applying for that thing, Whatever insecurities, limiting beliefs, fears, doubts, worries come up, that is an invitation to do the identity work. Your assignment is going to apply pressure to your identity. Why? Because this was not the plan for you. 
according to your plan. Like you went to school for something different. Your work history says you're good at something else. Your work experience says you have mastery in a whole nother area, right? And so now you're being called to serve in a totally different way and you have to do the personal development and identity work or else your assignment will continue to lie dormant and you will continue to live a life of disobedience, which serves no one because a life of disobedience is also usually absent of the high amount of joy that you can experience when you are obedient. And so you don't want to miss out on that joy. You don't want to miss out on that self-actualization. And most importantly, you don't want the people that you're called to serve to miss out on their opportunity to transform. And so your unique assignment will apply pressure to your identity. Listen, I'm warning you of this because if you do not start facing these things head on, now you will continue to live in a disobedient position in life for months or even years. And you're going to look up with some possible regrets if you don't get in front of this now. Like for me, my assignment required me to do work on my ego, for example. Like I had to put my ego in check. I had to check my ego in order to fully show up and serve the people I wanted to serve with the level of humility that is required to operate in this space. So I had to do private work on the ego. You know, I had to do private work around any of my insecurities. And you're going to have to do the same in order to truly be radically obedient. So that's the first way that your assignment applies pressure on your identity. Because all the data and paperwork that you have accumulated up until this point says you're good at something else, most likely. But your personal experience is telling you to move in a different direction. And that is uncomfortable. And maybe up until this point, you have hung your identity hat on the accolades and the certifications and the degrees that you've accumulated. And what you're being called to do has nothing to do with those things. And so now you have to show up as you barren, like you have to be you fully full out in order to execute on the assignment. And that can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. So you have to do the deep level identity work in order to fully move into a life of obedience. Okay. The second way that your unique assignment is going to apply pressure to you is financially. Now, this is an interesting one. Okay. This is an interesting one because most of the times we don't recognize that there is a level of investment in ourselves that is required to get us up to par and qualified to execute on our assignment, okay? And so when I say that your assignment is going to apply pressure to you financially, what I mean specifically is most people have a big challenge with justifying investing in themselves. Like we don't have a problem paying bills. We don't have a problem keeping food on the table. We don't have a problem donating to other people and other causes, right? Like we can justify spending money even on leisure. But when it comes to investing ourselves from a professional development standpoint, when it comes to investing ourselves on a personal development standpoint, when it comes to investing ourselves to close the gap in a knowledge base that we do or don't have, for some, we have to work very hard to talk ourselves into that investment, which is wild to me. Like we will make impulse buys on things that not only depreciate as soon as we buy them, but that we don't even need. But when it comes to investing in ourselves, when it comes to investing in a coach, when it comes to investing in a mastermind, when it comes to 
investing in a program that's going to teach you a skill that allows you to execute on your assignment better. We need to take weeks to think about that. We managed to talk ourselves out of that. Like we managed to say like, not right now, maybe next year, maybe the year after, or maybe I can just DIY this, do it myself. And, and, you know, we find ways to justify not investing in ourselves. Your assignment will apply pressure to you financially and force you to call into question all of the other financial decisions you've made. And why were those okay? Why did you not give that a second thought? Like, why didn't you give those clothes, that shoes, that trip, whatever it is, a second thought? But when it comes to investing in yourself and getting the coaching and the assistance you need to take yourself, your identity, and your skill set to the next level, that we're willing to delay. And when we delay investing in ourselves, we delay the assignment. And the issue of delaying the assignment is we put all of those people who are meant to be served by us, we put them on ice. We put them in an indefinite waiting room. Like at what point are you going to get your skill set, your mindset up to the level that's required to serve those people? Hey, pardon the interruption, but I'm breaking in again with another update to share. I'm super excited because on June 22nd, 2023, I will be hosting a plant-based business masterclass, 100% virtual online. And it is entitled the two assets every plant-based health coach must have to stand out in a saturated market. If you are a current or aspiring plant-based health coach who really feels like you're having a challenge carving out your own space, in the health coaching marketplace, then you need to be in this masterclass on June 22nd at 6.30 p.m. EST. I will be breaking down for you the two assets that every plant-based health coach must have to stand out in a saturated market. The link to register for this complimentary masterclass is in the show notes. Oh, and guess what? Every attendee is actually going to receive a complimentary audit from me. Yes, you will get an audit so that you can audit your current plant-based business. So if you're interested in getting some feedback on what you've already created or what you're planning to create, and if you're interested in learning what two major assets you must have to stand out in a saturated market. And these are things that we teach our coaches only inside of the plant protocol. So we've never taught this information publicly. Then you want to get your tail registered for my masterclass on June 22nd, 6.30 p.m. EST. You must be live in attendance to get access to the audit and the recording. The link is in the show notes to register. I'll see you then. Back to the show. I did a... um podcast previously not too long ago on my other podcast platform my old podcast called two reasons why investing in yourself is so difficult if anybody wants that episode just shoot me a dm at least angel smith with the word invest and i'll send you that episode but i go into grave detail about the apprehension people have about investing in themselves which keeps them living a life of disobedience when you are called to serve a certain population of people When you are called to write that book, when you are called to lead that initiative and you are not doing it, that disobedience is not a victimless crime. Like your disobedience leads to many people's disappointment. But if you have a challenge with justifying investing in yourself, 
it's only going to result in more disobedience. And so your assignment is going to apply pressure to you financially because you're most of us, especially marginalized individuals, have like extreme guilt or and sometimes like buyer's remorse when it's time to invest in what will make us better, right? Because we haven't been taught to do that. We've only been taught to spend money on liabilities. We've only been taught to spend money on leisure. We've only been taught to hoard money, but we've never been taught to intentionally and consistently invest in ourselves above and beyond traditional, you know, schooling and really like getting the life coach you need, getting the health coach you need, getting the business coach you need, right? Like whatever that looks like, investing in a program, investing in therapy, investing in something that's gonna elevate your mind. Like your assignment will apply pressure to you financially if you have not developed the habit of investing in yourself without guilt, okay? And so if you want that episode two ways, uh, two reasons why investing in yourself is so difficult, then just DM me the word invest and I'll make sure I send it to you. And that's at Lisa Angel Smith. DM me on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Angel Smith. Just DM the word invest and I'll send you that episode because it's deep. You really have to think about like, why can't I pull the trigger on making me better, you know? Okay, and then the third and final way that your unique assignment will apply pressure to you, and this is the biggest one, is your faith. Your unique assignment will apply pressure to your faith muscle. What I mean by this is, are you willing to blindly trust what you've already been divinely told? I'm gonna ask that again slowly. Are you willing to blindly trust, cause that's what faith is. Are you willing to completely and blindly trust what you've already been divinely told? Like when we get a pull, a call to do something, to serve in a certain way, to create something that will make somebody else's life better. And we don't do it because of fear, because of doubt, because of insecurities, because of not believing in our own voice. That is all evidence of a lack of faith. And that lack of faith will again result in the same thing, a life of disobedience. When you've had an experience that is life-changing, when you've had experiences that have exposed you to epiphanies and realizations that you know are not just meant for you, and you aren't packaging those in such a way to help somebody else, that is a lack of faith and that is disobedience. Your unique assignment will apply pressure to your ability to believe. And let me be clear, because I've said this a bunch of times, but I'm gonna say it again. A relationship with God or some higher power is not the same as having faith. Faith is evident through action. That action is surrender. So just because you know scriptures, read the scriptures, just because you pray, just because you go to church, tithe, donate your time and your talent does not mean you have faith. People do that. Then you'll be in church six days a week and don't have a lick of faith in life. Faith is all about not operating out of fear. Operating out of fear is an emotional reaction. So you are reacting emotionally. And when I say reacting, I mean typically inaction. 
When you stall based on fear, it is due to a lack of faith. Your unique assignment would challenge your ability to have faith. For me to live a life of radical obedience and stay committed to my mission to help extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet and say no to everything that doesn't align with that requires faith. Cause it's like, oh, I can go make money over here. Oh, I can go get notoriety over here. Oh, I can go stroke my ego over here. But does any of that align with the mission? Stay on mission, Lise. Stay on assignment, Lise. I had to tell myself and repeat that repeatedly until I embodied that. And now I am able to operate out of faith. Like say no to that opportunity. It doesn't align. Say no to that client. They don't match the community you're building in your program. And that requires faith. When you're in need of something like money or ego stroke or opportunity, and you have the ability to say no when those things are in front of you, if they are misaligned with your assignment, that is evidence that you have done great work on your faith muscle because you know that your obedience to your assignment is going to take care of you no matter what. So when you're disobedient to your assignment, it's because you lack faith that you will always be protected and covered. Your assignment will apply pressure to you. It will apply a pressure to your identity. It will apply pressure to you financially, and it will apply pressure to your faith. It is so important to recognize these things. Take this as a forewarning from me personally, that if you are currently living a life of disobedience, if you are delaying the assignment by not taking action, it is highly probable it is because of one of those three areas. And so my question to you becomes, what needs to be done in order to get you moving again? What difficult decision do you need to make in order to create the momentum to get you back on assignment? There is not a happy outcome of a life lived of, in disobedience. Don't go to your grave with that assignment inside of you. Do not go to your final days disobedient. If you know you are being called to do work, a project, serve somebody, call somebody, apologize to somebody, like the level of disobedience in our culture is at a 10 right now. Most disobedience starts very small. Like somebody got put on your mind, you were meant to reach out to them, you didn't, you kept putting it off putting it, delaying it, and then you missed your opportunity. Like you were driving down the road, something told you to turn left, you went right, you messed that up. You left the house, something told you to go back, you messed that up. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm talking about major life assignments, but usually you know whether or not you have a habit of being obedient by small, tiny things. You knew you weren't supposed to eat that, now you hurting. Disobedience, like it ain't all earth shattering. Some of us are so disobedient in our day-to-day -day lives from hour to hour, we can't even fathom being obedient on a macro level. So if you want practice in being obedient, start on a micro level. What small things were you were meant to do today that you said no to? And let that graduate into a macro level. So your identity, financially, and your faith will all be challenged when it's time to live a life of obedience. I hope this helps somebody today. I hope this helps somebody today. And if you want that podcast episode where I talked about investing in yourself and two major reasons why people have such a hard time doing so, just DM me the word invest at Lisa Angel Smith on Instagram or Facebook and I'll send you that audio. 
DM me the word invest and I'll send you that audio. I hope this helps. Let me know. Drop a comment below or reply back and let me know if this episode resonated with you because we need to get everybody on assignment so the world can move (laughs) the way it's supposed to move. When we all are obedient to our assignments, we can help the people that need to be served and then we get that in return from them. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful dance when two obedient people are aligned. So I hope this helps. Until next time. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.